Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, that's right, Alice. This is what I wanted to say to you. What did you want to say to me? Can I be honest about something? Yes, you may be honest with me. About anything, really. You know, entreaties like that take me down a certain path, Alice. They do? Yes. What kind of path? You know what kind of path. Just think, Alice. Almost at this time last year, you and I got in a serious fight about the lingerie Mrs. Claus I know. Outfit. We just talked about that a little bit. Oh, that's right. You know why? Because guess who? Oh, that was because Paige Spiranak, she actually. She had the same lingerie. And she put it on and she just tweeted it again. And now her body is not like it was last year. And so that is uh, that is fraudulent. False advertising. Right. And you said that uh, since I did that last year, this is, our, this is our hotel room fight. Since I did that last year. People would be conf- comparing you to her, and so you weren't going to do it. And we actually, it actually was a, a, a knockdown. It wasn't actually, compared to fights we've had, it is not. Nobody was actually physically hurt in this one. Mostly me. Who has a, I have a temporary, uh, no, a permanent dent in my head. Should we talk about today? <laughs> um, you know what I don't know? I what don't, don't you know? I don't know, honestly, Alice. I don't know what a showrunner is. And this word has only been... Doesn't it mean the writers of a TV show? It, it, it used... The writers of the TV show used to be called the writers of the TV show. I thought a showrunner because this, this I only board, know that because of people how talk people talked about Game of Thrones. This is but I think this that's show, what this it is. Term is only ten years new. And last a showrunner is an established writer and top level executive producer of a television series production who outranks other creative personnel. So like a head writer. Okay. The so this top is, brass writers. Okay. This the last decade or so this this term has come out. You know what? Also, another showbiz term that came out in the last decade or so mm-hmm. that just did not exist. You can say it did, but it didn't. Yeah. Tent pole. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm aware of the word, certainly, but I don't know when it started. Right. But I've heard of it as a being lot. used as a, a metaphor for like the show that holds up all the rest of the shows. Yeah. It's, I mean, that I like know. The, movie, I know. the movie that supports the m- studio to keep making movies. Sure, or, or supports the box office industry, right? Right, or summer tentpole, right? Right, or like the Joe Rogan being the tentpole for Spotify, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yeah. So, so I didn't know those. Okay, um, where do we start here? Where do we start here? I mean, there's some psychological stuff I want to talk about too, but I, we we got a lot of big things to talk about. Well, can I start us with a little bit of uh, breaking news? I sure. believe I sent to you. Um, some audio from a Twitter space. So absolutely wild Twitter space today featuring Alex Jones, who's back on Twitter, Elon Musk, Andrew Tate and his brother, Matt Gates, Vivek Ramaswamy, 
Patrick Bet David, more people. Laura Loomer was in it at one point. Like huge Twitter space, just all people talking. I'm betting you more audio from this is going to be circulating in the next few days. But this is one that in particular, um, you know, jumped out early on, which this is uh, Jack Posobiec. I you guess said you sent it. it to me? Yeah, I'll resend it. I don't think you did. I think I did. I'll resend it to you. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here it is. About freedom of speech. Well, actually, Congressman Gates, the, the fact you mentioned that uh, about the FBI and CISA, this has been the huge thing that's come out of the Twitter files. And it's it was a two-way street. So while you're tracking what the government was doing in 2020 vis-a-vis censorship, really leaning on regards to the Hunter Drive laptop, which we released in October of 2020, this is actually a huge question for X going forward into 2024 because, Elon, you've said that you want to be in, uh, you know, working in conjunction with within the confines of the law. But the question is, if that law is being enforced by the law enforcement agency of the FBI or the DHS, and then they come to X and say, these posts need to be censored, this information needs to be censored because we've determined whatever it is, you know, how does X make that determination? Well, if, if, we, if we believe that something is, is not in accordance with the law, then we will ask a, a, a judge or jury to um, make a decision. Um, so, we don't have much. Of, who's of, that? that? That is the, the best we can do. I don't know. You can probably um, see on the so, who's playing uh, the and, pops and I, I just want to. Oh, maybe not. I can't see. I didn't hear this live, so I'm not you sure who all again, the voices you are. You got a call. Oh, sorry. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I just want to be clear that the X platform will aspire to be as maybe that's Gallicanus. Who's that? I don't know who that one is. So it's so, but there's a, I mean, there are 119,000 people in this space. Like yeah, but they says, can't all talk, right? Well, it they can if Alex, they're allowed to. Live Alex Jones, Musk, Tate Brothers, like you said, Matt Gates, Vivek, PBD, and Gallicanus. But a lot you of can, egos in this. you can throw all kinds of more people in there. You know, anybody yeah. who's in there, they can, can throw them up on stage. Yeah, yeah. Cool as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that, that's, and, and to be as open and transparent as possible, I, I, I think we, we will be, I think we will achieve maximum transparency. I think, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fully transparent, um, you know, hopefully by early next year, but, but, but I, I would, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we'll be, be fully transparent by the, by the time the, the there's a, an election next year. So like. Basically, people will just see anything that is happening on the system, and and nothing will be hidden. That is the goal. Well, if 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 those agencies, though the FBI, the DHS, et cetera, if they reach out to X, I believe they called it defensive briefings in 2020 regarding which eventually culminated in the censorship of Hunter Biden. If they started reaching out again, would that be something that you or the team and and no, I can understand if you don't want to answer now, but you would consider making public. We will be as transparent as is po- as possible with uh, with that, you know, the, yeah. And, and frankly, if, if if I if I think a, a government agency is breaking the law in their demands on the platform, I would I would be prepared to go to prison personally if if I think they are they are the ones uh, breaking the law. Well, so we'll that's see. Sort of the big, that's sort of the big thing from that. Yeah, yeah we will see because, of course, they're going to try and do this again to try and censor information going into 2024, I would think, no matter who's on the ballot, but especially if Trump is on the ballot. And, I mean, I like you say, I guess we'll see. But that's an interesting promise from Elon, for sure. And Well, and the fact that he's on this phone call. Yeah, I mean, much- this is fascinating to me because that was the other... I mean, like, yes, it's interesting that he says he would personally go to jail. But I also think these Twitter spaces, these big ones with random people and Alex Jones, Elon Musk, the Tate brothers, Matt Gates, Vivek. I mean, like, that's awesome that all those people are in a voice conversation together that anyone can listen to. That's a pretty cool thing that Twitter has that nowhere else has. I don't know if Galicanis is, but I mean, I would like... I wish there were there was somebody on the left uh, there. I mean, I'm sure they're welcome to join. <laughs> like, right. I, I don't think the problem is that they're not invited or they're being blocked out. I think Elon would like people on the left to also be making content on his platform. Right. Um, but I think it's great that you can have all those people essentially in a virtual room together talking. 
Yeah, it, it, so do I. I think it would be great to listen to it live. I didn't get a chance to catch it live, really, but... Um, you know, I think it exists there recorded as well, which would be cool to listen to. But the idea that off the cuff, people can just get together and do stuff like this and have these big figures talking in a space and not, I think it's so, so powerful compared to what's on any other platform. That's a huge value proposition. It's also smart of, smart of Vivek to get in there. Oh yeah. And like Christie's not in there. Of course not. And Ron DeSantis, who made a big deal of doing his launch in a Twitter yeah. space, is not in there. Yeah, and it works now, too. So this would be... Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting. I will listen to it. Um, I mean, I, I like Musk and I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Ha- seeing him work through... He does also want to chip us all and have a social credit yeah, score. Seeing so. him work through, uh, you know, answering questions in real time, his whatever's going on in his mind, can... I could wait for the written version uh, sometimes. But, uh, I mean, he's an interesting cat. He's definitely an interesting guy. There's a lot going on. What I find great about Musk, um, sort of as a side note, is that he just goes and does stuff. You know, no one... He hasn't been convinced by all the people telling him you can't just... Go right, and make tunnels under Las Vegas and Los Angeles, etc. He's just going to go to, to the tunneling. Yeah, stuff. you can't just go and buy Twitter. But, you know, right. he he just does things, and it's like nobody told him he can't. You know, well, and- he's got he's got like either an outsized audaciousness, or I think he's just does. missing the gene that tells him yeah. to be. To I think there's a reason afraid. why a lot of these big tech entrepreneurs are like kind of autistic, and I think a lot of it has to do with that is that they're not. They have something really great politicians also have, like Trump, where they just lack the thing that tells them to care what other people think about what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like these these um, ma- these uh, captains of industry, like uh, Carnegie and, uh, and uh, was it Vanderbilt did the trains everywhere? It's like, I'm going to have trains from coast to coast. And the Rockefellers, everybody, Rockefeller, yeah. It's is is an insane thing to say. Yeah. To, but these people think I'm big. just going to go do this now. Right. And that's a very American way of thinking. Like, we can just go do this. And um, I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me. And it's interesting to me that he's like willing to go on these Twitter spaces mm-hmm. and just talk to people. He does sound kind of awkward and still. Oh, think. yes. But you know what's interesting? But before we get off of that, is that these guys who built the country, mm-hmm. you know, they couldn't have done it without the evil of Manifest Destiny. Right. They couldn't because I'm going to build a railroad from New York to Missouri. Oh, imagine now. It's not the same thing as I'm going to build an air, a, 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 a railroad that's going to join the oceans. Right. You know, it's a different it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's fascinating. And, you know, a lot of people root for Musk to fail, which I'm not sure why they do, but they do. Um, you know, there's always these naysayers out there saying the cyber truck isn't going to work out. Nobody wants it. People are canceling their orders. And I haven't seen any cyber trucks in the wild yet, but it appears that people are buying them based on the photos on Twitter. And I see more Tesla regular cars, Tesla sedans mm-hmm. than ever. Yes. Than ever. I see Tesla sedans all over the place. And yep. yeah. I, I mean, I've. I don't know. That's big up here because up where we are, um, you're not driving. You're not driving in traffic, and mm-hmm. you're not driving in waiting at red lights. So you can, if you enjoy the freedom of driving and the open road, like where we are in Massachusetts, right. is very conducive to it. And the, the cars just look and feel right. Like we talked about earlier today, mm-hmm. you and I, is that like a lot of people hated Steve Jobs, but had to have an iPhone. So like, there's a lot of people, Tesla right. drivers, who are. Yeah, I mean, AOC has one. And the other car companies just have not quite figured out Mm. the electric car thing to the same degree at this point, which is interesting. Um, You know, and the ones that have are using Tesla chargers. He's letting letting them pay him to use their chargers. So there's um, his audaciousness, as you were saying, or audacity, I guess, is... um, has served him well so far. And I think the people rooting against him or saying 
there's always these people. I f- almost feel like it's a Tom Brady thing where you know how Tom Brady haters just always say like, oh, he lucked out. It was, you know, they got there on the strength of Adam Vinatieri and not Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And it's Bill Belichick's coaching and it's this and that. And, and with Musk, it's he's just lucky. His dad was rich. He had a head start in life. He's this, he's that. He's lucked out. He's had some lucky breaks. It's working for him, whatever he's doing. And a lot of people start off well, like, he, rich and with he, lucky breaks and don't go there. So, is, is audaciousness not a thing? Well, I think it's usually audacity, but I suppose it could be audaciousness as well. I think aud- well, yeah, audacity is a cleaner word. Isn't that, the, isn't that the combination you need? Audacity, but in tenacity? Because mm-hmm. Musk's first Teslas weren't working out. His first bunch of rockets sucked. Right. Until they didn't. He still, some rockets don't do what they're supposed to do. Of course. But he's just tenacious. Doesn't matter. He's missing the thing to feel embarrassed about it. Like his personal wealth has taken a hit because of the Twitter thing. He just doesn't know. He's one of these guys who, probably like Thomas Edison, who who just can't stop. Yeah, who doesn't know when to quit, but it's worked out. Is is a slave to his wisdom and his... Uh, in innovative mind, and it has to keep going. It has to keep mm-hmm. thinking, and it has to keep thinking. And it's like, is he going? To, is he going to Mars? Uh, That's his plan. Yeah, yeah. And like the same thing. And I'll give it to uh, Bezos too. He could have stopped at books. <laughs> he had already destroyed Borders and Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and all the book. You know, he. he he could have stopped at books. Well, that's one thing that Peter Thiel says. If you ever listen to his lectures on startups and what makes a good startup and why he chooses to invest in them or not, um, is he says a lot of times the best companies start doing one thing very well and it's a small kind of niche market that nobody else has even really looked at or thought about disrupting because it's too specific. And if you learn how to dominate that one market with whatever it is that you're offering, you will find a way to branch out into other things. But you kind of have to achieve domination in that one thing first. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the specificity of books allowed Jeff Bezos to hone in on and perfect his operation. Reminds me of like the most exciting thing to happen to me in a long time Mm -hmm. is, and I must thank Alex Shattuck for doing the technical work is Amazon is replacing my doctor. Instead of having to go in to the stupid place to have this guy stick his frigging fist mm-hmm. up my rear end, I am now, so that I can get blood pressure medication, which is ridiculous, um, I'm now getting it through Amazon, starting now. Right. So, yeah, for see a you 30, later, rapist. For a $30 clinic visit. Right. And a photo of the prescription and some lab work. You're good to go. Right, which is great. Which get? I can be left alone. I'll get the mm-hmm. thing where they put the uh, where they put the oscilloscope in me, whatever. But uh, no, it's not oscilloscope. What's it called? Endoscope. 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 Endoscopy. Yeah, endos- whatever it is. Um, you know, here and there. But to have Amazon do that, and Amazon to do uh, the little blue pills, which we have not been taking. Let's record show mm-hmm. that that. Uh, we haven't recently, but well, had we like ever? There was no. T- I, I stopped. But Amazon that. once again thirty hold minutes. On, I get, okay. uh, hold on, I'm a guy. This is hugely important okay, that I sorry. maintain my coolness here, Alice. Mm-hmm. I had stopped taking any of that stuff right at the beginning of our relationship. And as a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, I, I, just to, to credit, it, just credit to Alice. It just it became unnecessary. <laughs> Um, but uh, one of our first dates actually was a friend of mine had given me a few of these blue pills. I'll talk about the world of moving pills along. Or um, and I had lost one. Me and Alice went on an early walk. I had dropped them somewhere. So I took her on another date on the same walk to look for them without ever telling her. But I never mm-hmm. found them. And that was it. And, and until like what? Uh, maybe last, last year. year. That, that's right. When we just, when, when we had both lost weight and we thought, you know what? Let's, let's. So, uh, <clears throat> now we're getting those through um, through Amazon, which is great. Mm-hmm. And they're cheap. They're cheap. Remember we did it the legal way through my doctor last year? It was like oh, four yeah, and you get for four 50 for like $100. <laughs> oh, yeah. No way. This is... This Cheaper, is... better. Even, even though the Amazon clinic, the little chat visits 
yeah. don't take insurance, they're way cheaper than a doctor's visit with insurance. It's so the only way to fly. It's much nicer. They're also getting into primary care, by the way. Nice. They're, um, you know that concierge medicine thing that some people do? Where yes. you can have your primary care. They're buying up a company that does that. That's great. I mean, these so, people are replacing part of the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And you've got to think. Like, you're, even these hospital groups don't have the firepower. I mean, they're the groups themselves that they are they are the bureaucracy. Right. But, you know, they're coming. When Amazon comes at this stuff, they're coming from a different way. Amazon knows that we knows what we want. Mm-hmm. We want all this stuff and we want it now. So right. Amazon says that and they say, okay. So we're not going to make you make a doctor's appointment three months from now uh, in the place where you're having to skip work for a day to go to the place to go through all this other stuff you don't need. Like my 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 like all my tests that they made me take last year mm-hmm. show that I'm fat and drink too much beer. It's like, thank God, who knew? You know, <laughs> my goodness. And right. it was just a waste of time. And the doctor had no like things. He's like, okay, stop eating, drink less. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I, and I know that it sounds like me and Alice badmouth uh, doctors, but we kind of do because. There's a lot of unnecessary BS that happens. It, there just is. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so 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 I want to segue though, unless you wanted to pop in here. No, I think that's. I think we've covered. That. I want to segue to the the. That's a good part of the technology that's happening. Now mm-hmm. the bad part I got to thinking about today while listening to the Ricochet podcast, which I don't usually listen to. I think I may have it suggested it for me. So, is that the one that had the author on? The author, yeah. The yeah. author's name is Seamus Bruner, author of Control uh, And he's talking about how, obviously, like we've been talking about, these huge global companies are having more and more say in your world. And they're right. going to take over in your world. And he also came up with a, a great theory, or maybe it was a... It was a... Um, what's that when you... Predi- prediction, actually, on... What's going to happen as a result of a lot of these changes? And it, it, this was new to me because I think about AI. And he talks about AI here. AI, when I always assume, think about AI, I thought the same way uh, Yang was talking about AI. Mm-hmm. Is all the truck drivers going to be laid off because self-driving trucks. Right. So you better find something else. But, but you need UBI because your job is going to be taken. But it, it occurs to me after I heard this that that's not the focus. Well, I mean, on the right, conservatives, the, the debate for at least 40 years has been, oh, tax cuts and regulation, that's our economic policy. And we're starting to realize that the big corporations do not have our best interests in mind. Uh, and so previously, one might defend corporations like Microsoft or Meta. No, the debate of the future, and we're starting to wake up to this, is over artificial intelligence, which is going to bring about a, uni- like, you're already hearing calls for a universal basic income, UBI and Sam. Mm-hmm. Altman, the head of uh, OpenAI, chat, you know, off and on again, head of OpenAI, ChatGPT's maker, uh, he says that UBI is coming because job losses are coming, big job losses, and it's going to hit the professional classes first. I mean, you may be listening and thinking, well, I'm safe from, you know, I use AI right now. Just know you are training your replacement. And so when everybody starts losing their jobs and you'll see more and more videos of people in their car crying about how they can't afford rent or groceries in their tragic videos, mm-hmm. uh, the UBI will be pitched as the solution. Well, we can just give you a, a meager, uh, you know, monthly check, and uh, you'll be fine. Sam Altman, by the way, says it will be a thirteen thousand five hundred dollar check, and you may. But think- he already knows the figure. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. That 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 line you're training your replacement by using AI. And it's only. I mean, I, I mean, think that concept's been around a long time. Well, no, I get, I get it, but that it's happening right. is something, and but like also. Your job could be done by AI. Um, yeah, a lot of it. My job could be done with some, to some facsimile, with AI. Mm-hmm. My my radio job. Right. I mean, you could just fit, just find standard opinions. Now, would it be different? It would be colored different because there are so many things that go into doing a radio show, but. I would listen to a serviceable radio show by That's AI. like summarizing the news for you, giving you the talking points. Because if you think about it, all these shows, and I mean, even we get this complaint sometimes about, you know, conservative shows 
is, you know, you do it, Jerry does it, everybody's right. covering the same ground, you know, Matt Walsh does it, Ben Shapiro does it, everybody's doing essentially the same show. We're all running into the same you know, 10 videos or audio clips of the day talking about them. We all have the same perspective on it. If your goal is just to hear the summary of what's going on in the world, then you can you can listen to any of them and you're going to get the same things, right? We're all fishing in the same water, essentially. Pretty right? much. So, I mean, not 100% of the time, not always, but... Those are the things that if you're just looking for a summary of the conservative news talking points of the day, AI is going to be able to do that. Yes. Um, you know, it's the original opinions or the other factors. I think it will take longer to come to like local news summaries because a lot of this stuff isn't showing up on the Internet. The AI well, needs um, somewhere. But here's the thing is the AI needs something to crawl to get the information right. to summarize it and whatever. So I do think there's a spot local news wise. Somebody still has to go to the school board meeting or well, they have to put if they put the video online, the AI can summarize it. But the AI needs to do that and not all places necessarily have them online right away. Sometimes the audio quality is horrific. There's, there are still a lot of gaps in this sort of stuff, the kind of small things, but yeah, I mean a lot of the big news stuff and AI can watch Twitter and tell you what the big news stories well, are for sure. Yeah. But you know, it's, you know, leading to our next topic. Um, AI also, would have read everything posted online about the killing of George Floyd, including all the autopsy reports. Mm -hmm. It also could have crawled. I don't know if the autopsy reports, if the AI would be able to read that person's handwriting because I was struggling when we were watching the show. I bet it. I bet it would. I, maybe, I it yeah. Would. And maybe all the stuff was, yeah. was, you know, it was, you know, bulleted and in summary as well. Mm -hmm. But so. You know, and let me let me tell you how this started. Yesterday, I was listening to um, the Glenn Lowry podcast, which he's got John McWater on. These guys are it's maybe it's it's the most compelling thing I listen to generally. I think um, the way these guys talk about society. Well, I mean, on the right, conservatives. Yeah, talk the, about the, people who are original who can't necessarily be replaced by an AI yet because they're saying something thoughtful and different. Oh, right. Well, these guys. They came right out with it. It was the truth about George Floyd, it was called. Uh, and they based it on watching The Fall of Minneapolis, which is a doc documentary that me and Alice just saw as well yesterday. But this is Yeah, everybody's watching this, this thing. You should watch say. it And this blew sure. me away that they actually said this. I could not believe they didn't equivocate whatsoever. So here's a little bit of Glenn Lowry and John McWhorter talking about this. Just because the New York Times, with respect, John, doesn't see the problem here doesn't mean that there are not gazillion people, some of them vote for Donald Trump, who do see the problem here. The excesses of a woke moral panic around racial issues that converted a miscreant. He had a rap sheet as long as your arm. This is not a heroic figure. This is a flaky mother <laughs> Well, everybody's gonna say that's irrelevant, despite the fact that it's true. Well, no, no, it's not irrelevant to whether or not he should be buried in a gold casket pulled by a horse-drawn caisson. That is true. It's not irrelevant to whether or not he should go down in the annals of American history as a heroic figure with squares named after him and children being invited to view him and what happened to him in iconic terms as relevant to their own lives. The idea of him as a hero is absolutely revolting. The people who have written about that he was a father We've talked about that. He was not. He had five kids out of wedlock and moved away from the town where he lived, which shows that he was not a father in any meaningful sense. You and I are fathers. He couldn't handle that. The man was an utter and complete mess. And the idea that we're going to have operas written about him and there's going to be a <laughs> wonderful movie where somebody is going to play him as a flawed but noble human being who got asphyxiated by a white asshole. As I've always said, what keeps the race debate from really making any progress is a sense that to be black is to live ever in fear of being victimized by racist cops whose murders are determined by subliminal racism. 
That is a vast exaggeration of something that may have been true 50 years ago, but is not true now. But all of the oversensitivity, all of the hyper-wokeness about race, what really drives it in people's gut is the cops. And time and time again, you find that the story that you're told about the latest episode is not true. Yeah, and the story we were told about George Floyd killing was not true. The right. guy, the guy had, and he had done this a few years earlier as well. He had t- sucked down a mouthful of the drugs he had on him because the cop was approaching the car. Right, he'd done this previously too, and almost died previously. And mm-hmm. he, uh, he was in terrible shape. He had heart disease. He had uh, hyper. Well, speaking of high blood pressure, he had me. hypertension. He was a mess, and he was ODing. Yeah, I think the thing to me that was very, very telling was the um, the, the original ME on the report wrote that with the blood, if if George Floyd had been found dead with that level of fentanyl in his system alone, it would be sufficient to just declare it an OD and call it a right. day. That that was a level of fentanyl that was totally possible to just OD on independently. Um, you know... Somebody said in your comments, I think when you posted this on Twitter, that they should have Narcaned him. Sure. But he also kept lying and saying he wasn't on right. anything. I think if he'd said, I've taken a bunch of drugs, I think they maybe would have more right. urgently thought about Narcan. He was him. also standing up and sitting down saying, I can't breathe long before mm-hmm. the Chauvin stuff. So and they think probably he was having trouble breathing because he said his lungs weighed as much as like 20 times or whatever, weighed mm-hmm. two times as much as they should have when he th- the guy was dying. And in the Chauvin thing may have been a bad look, but it, he didn't kill him. These cops should be out of jail immediately. And it, I mean, worst case, you could get like some kind of negligence or manslaughter or something for like not Narcanning him. But once again, he didn't say he was on drugs. And so it's very difficult. Also, the fact that the other police people lied on the stand saying that that brass. wasn't part of their training. That Yeah, the yeah. chief of police or whatever that guy was. Um, lying on the stand saying that wasn't part of the training when there's photos exactly like it in their training manual that yeah. weren't allowed in court. Um, very, very interesting. I would think that as this documentary, everyone should go watch it. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. It's really fascinating on a variety of levels. But um, I would think that as this picks up steam because everyone's watching it now that I think you're going to start to get presidential candidates saying that if they're elected, they'll pardon him. Well, yeah, and they should. And it also shows you the biggest piece of shit, um in this thing, somebody who should be in jail, yeah. is Jacob Fry. Oh, he's so hateable. He's he, so hateable. The mayor of Minneapolis. He was always a, like a little bitchy kind of thing. This but like the, young, woke, like typical Trudeau. millennial. Trudeau, he's like Justin Elliker. Right. Yeah, his is, if you don't remember Jacob Fry, here's Jacob Fry in 2020. As we await the verdict, there are several inescapable truths. 2021, this is him saying outside of the trial. Once again. As we await the verdict, there are several inescapable truths. Over this last year, our Twin Cities have experienced a barrage of trauma, all culminating with this trial and then the verdict. There's been pain and anguish, anger and frustration that is undoubtedly acutely felt by our black and brown communities. Regardless of the outcome of this trial, regardless of the decision made by the jury, there is one true reality, which is that George Floyd was killed at the hands of police. That piece of... Yeah, he was not. He was not. In fact, the cops worked on him. The cops did CPR on him. Right. They also called EMS and EMS screwed up and took too long to get there. They went to the wrong place, which was another interest. I mean, there were like I say, there were a lot of things that were really interesting about it. The decision to abandon that precinct building to just let it burn. Oh, incredible. Um, Lots of really great stuff in there. Lots of great stuff with the city council there. The psychos on the city council, all the cops leaving the rising crime today. It's very, it's it's a really well done, really simply done. I mean, it looks like it was made on someone's computer, kind of. Yes. Um, very simple, but it, very compelling. And it also made me think about the body cam footage thing, because obviously body cams have been a hobby horse for the Black Lives Matter movement and the, pol- quote, police accountability movement to have these body cams out there. 
um, and to require police departments to have them. It was a big thing. The town we used to live in that's hyper woke when the George Floyd thing happened, they demanded to know why those police weren't wearing body cameras and why we didn't have a body camera program. Um, anyway, so, so this has been a big push on the left to have body cameras. I'm all for the body cameras. They are. I am too. I mean, that's the footage that was withheld, actually, that was very compelling compared to the cell phone footage that was originally circulating of the George Floyd thing that shows the whole lead up to the event and everything else. And is they withheld it, too. Right. The fact that they withheld it. I think that um, body camera footage more often than not is going to be extremely exonerating toward the police. And I think I think people in Tony suburbs lack the imagination to understand what crime is like and what life is like and what policing is like in these communities where these things are happening, where George Floyd is existing. I don't think they understand what those cops deal with. I don't think they understand the state George Floyd was in or the kind of person he was or the type of day he was having before the cops even showed up. I don't think they have any conception of that. And I think they they lack the imagination to picture something that's different from their own lives. Yes. I think they think that he was, you know, dropping his kids off to school and then going to the playground and driving them to soccer after or something. And this just happened to him. And I think they believe that because like I turned to you and said, when we were watching it, they're telling their kids that what, ha- you know, if they have like black kids and they live in a nice rich town, they're telling them this could happen to you. Mm-hmm. You make one wrong move. You could just get pulled over. And if you have pot in the car, the cops could just kill you because you're black. Yes. And I think they really think that. Yes, they do. I think they really believe that the police are indiscriminately killing people. And I don't think they can imagine the situation on the ground where you have George Floyd, who must have been like a head taller than all those cops. Oh, yeah. I and mean, bigger, I don't have all their measurements. Was ripped. He was ripped. When you see him on the security camera footage from the store where he was trying to steal things, because so, that's what passing counterfeit money is. Right. He was stealing things for him and his friends. Um, when you see him on that security footage, he's huge and he's ripped. And he is incredibly erratic. Yes. Um, and he's literally foaming at the mouth. And so I think and his behavior during the arrest is so different from, I think, what all these wealthy liberals picture when they're thinking about these things. I think that if you I think that they should release all body camera footage by default of all arrests, even where nothing goes wrong, the same way that mugshots are available online for everywhere. I think there should be body camera footage online everywhere. And I think you should let the internet have at it and show people what these things look like, because I think that it would change a lot of people's perceptions on the sort of convincible middle, because I don't think they understand the difference between the type of community where George Floyd happened and the type of community where they live, like Melrose or Winchester, yes. Massachusetts, they think that they're the same thing and the people are just a little bit poorer or something. Yes. And that is not the case. That is they, not they, what right. is going on. No, absolutely not. And so the, the point is that this whole th- the, the whole thing was a, a ruse. The point is guys like Fry, Jacob Fry, are not working for these residents of the city. They're not. They're just simply activists. We've got a the same thing's happening in New Haven with Mayor Justin Elliker, where mm-hmm. this I think we mentioned it where right. where they had here's the news thing. First up tonight at eleven, a New Haven City employee has been placed on leave tonight and is under investigation. Thanks for joining us on Eyewitness News at eleven. I'm Aaron Connolly. Hi everybody, I'm Mark Zinni. Mayor Justin Elliker opening up about why that decision was made earlier this afternoon. New Haven is a so sanctuary city, and here's just a little bit of the. We'll play this in the Patreon, the whole thing. But here's a little bit of Elliker, very upset that this person has noticed that a lot of illegal immigrants have illegal marriages. So, so for us, it's a, a big deal. As you can see, we're pretty sensitive about any sharing of information with uh, an outside, a, a personal information with an outside entity, especially the federal government, because we want to underscore that we're a sanctuary city and that people should feel welcomed. And that is why uh, I initiated that ordinance or that order uh, in July. And so, so that's right. So he goes on to say that he's worried because there's been a lot of people from one particular group who mm-hmm. seem to have been targeted for their, th- anyway, their marriages amazing. are probably fraudulent. 
I mean, this uh, happens. Yes. There's a really so. big industry, a really big industry. I know multiple people who have been on one or both sides of this situation where, you know, you marry somebody who's a U.S. citizen in order to get citizenship and then divorce whenever later, you know, and people do it yes. for money or for other reasons. I was and, when I was dating Supple, I was offered this. Yeah, but it's it's this is a well-known thing that people do. Like I said, not to name names because I don't know what the statute of limitations is on that. But I know people who have done that. And some of them have gotten in trouble, actually, <laughs> because like they they do check or they used to. I guess they must not anymore. Mm. You used to have to go to meetings and, you know, they would ask Take you like quiz. the person's middle name and right. stuff. And if you don't know these things, then they assume the marriage is fraudulent or they investigate it yes. and and apparently that doesn't apparently if you have these red flags now as a public official you're not supposed to investigate it as a matter of fact you're fired if you investigate yes, it more of that in the patreon else what is the hot sauce the hot sauce is the chelsea fire wicked hot sauce they bring us the chelsea fire wicked hotline where you can leave a chat chat message for the show this is done in the car <laughs> it's on in a call in the chelsea wicked fire hot sauce chat chat <laughs> You hear this? I'm hearing it. Somebody, that sounds, that's either Donald Trump or me. Donald Trump called in. On the wildly popular Burn Barrel podcast. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's hosted by a man we all instantly think of when we're talking about not sending our best in operators. <laughs> that's true. He married out of his league. He knows it. We all know it. <laughs> They call him Groveling Tom. <laughs> call him what? Call him what, Tom? Hold on. Here, hold on. Oh, this is already, this is, I'm putting this in a gold case. They call him Groveling Tom. I have Groveway Tom, but I, that can't be it. Groveway? Okay, let's try that again. They call him Groveling Tom. Groveway? I don't, I can't hear it. Okay, let's try it. league, he knows it. We all know it. They call him Groveling Tom. Out of his league? I need to know what that is, um, Mr. President. That's fantastic. Oh, this is... This the is best the, day ever. Yes, it is. Is that, is that Trump better than my Trump? <laughs> Do you want me... They call her Indecisive Alice... Um, Tommy New Hampshire says he thinks he's saying Groveland Tom. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Gro- Groveland Tom. Oh, that's where I'm famous in Groveland. I'm Groveland you are, famous. You are Groveland famous. Mike okay. Groveland Tom? Could be. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you want me to be truthful when I answer the question? No. Is that Trump is better than yours? No. I know mine is better. Okay. Oh, that makes me so happy. We have Trump calling Alice. This is in- This is great. Uh. Hey, Tom and Alice. I just wanted to call and say that... Charlie from Mipp's Switch House. Uh, That's great. You know, Tom, I've seen you on your 37-mile walks before. Oh, hey. And I <laughs> almost stopped and told you how much I like the podcast, but uh, I figured some guy in a plumbing truck stopping while you were on a walk with your giant headphones on, you would probably think, this guy's going to ask me for directions. I don't want to deal with him. So next time I see you, I will definitely stop. Oh, and, uh, he will be so happy. How much- Charlie, you will make his day, Charlie. You. His when week. I, when I saw Paul, I think it's Paul. Um, I actually wrote a note. I'm now I'm now putting a list together of people who recognize me. I if, when I saw Paul, <laughs> I think it's Paul. Mike from Grove. No, not Mike. Paul was in a car and he pulled over for a second. I thought oh, it's going to be directions, and then it went from the worst possible thing was directions to the best possible thing. Wow. Although a guy generally wouldn't ask another guy directions. Mm. But, I mean, it's like, I was going to be like, oh, this is going to be, I'm devoting to that. That is, oh, that is fantastic. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Charlie, feel free. Anytime. Anytime. I love the podcast. Thank you. I just don't like to bother people because it's kind of the way I live my life. I don't want to bother anyone because I don't really want to be bothered. Feel free to bother me, Charlie. <laughs> With telling Tommy's famous, you can bother him anytime. Absolutely. Um, if, by the way, and I love Charlie and Mike and, and everybody who we met and everybody <laughs> I've met, but if some like 34-year-old or whatever hot Girl. chick, yeah, you will be finding out real time. There's going to be a Twitter space about it? Immediately. That is it. That is the that is the apex. <laughs> Alice, if I can cross the streams a little bit here, when you were on Jerry's show, mm-hmm. uh, I think you missed the point where I don't think there's an upside for Tucker to run with uh, Trump. No. I think if he runs, he has more, he's more likely to damage his brand than to improve it. And I feel Tucker's probably far smarter than that than, uh, you know, to try to run with Trump and damage what he already has. I think he lives a pretty good life right now and he enjoys it and there's no sense in ruining it. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I said on the podcast. I mean, I think I think he helps Trump. I think Tucker helps Trump, but I don't I don't think Tucker would do it, which is what I said on it. When your friend uh, Morgan, I think it is from Mm -hmm. Vermont calls, Mm -hmm. I always thought. It sounds kind of like what Michael Graham used to say. If you have nothing nice to say, call me. Yeah. I forgot him saying that. I get it. Oh, I'm going to be with Graham next Monday. We're going to be at a cigar place, um, a, a, a cigar lounge mm-hmm. in, I think, Nashua. And there's going to be some entertainment. And I might be part of just telling you in Nashua, New Hampshire, next Monday night. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll leak a little bit more of what's going on. But if you're up in Nashua, I will be. Yeah, Monday, like the 18th or whatever that is. Yes. Uh, very looking forward to it. Very looking forward to it. Hmm. Wow. By the way, hold on, Steve. Um, what we do not need is Alice Shattuck out there alone getting recognized without me. <laughs> that we do not want. No, 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 no. Heaven forbid. Yes. Wow, Tom, we must be getting old. When Charles Nelson Riley was mentioned on Friday's Burn Barrel, yep. and Alice didn't know who Charles Nelson Riley was. No, nope, still Alice, don't. if you have ever watched the match game in your life, he was absolutely nope. funny on that show. He would be up on the top left, and I think he would always be sitting next to Brett Summers and. The duo of Charles Nelson Riley and Brett Summers was absolutely funny comedy. Richard Dawson was also on that show. Betty White, right. Gene Rayburn, who actually lived in Gloucester, did he really hosted that show? So if you've never seen it, that's definitely a show to watch. You know what's funny, Steve, is that now I think about that show. We were really spoiled to have that. And that's that was like seventies and eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were really spoiled to have it. Those were really good. Maybe they seemed washed up at the time, but maybe not. Not really. That was those panels were fantastic. Um. Yeah, Paul Lind. Yeah. Oh man, good times. Hey guys, just for reference, yes, Cape Ann comprises of okay Rockport, Manchester mm-hmm. by the Sea, Essex, and of course the beautiful city. Of Gloucester, Massachusetts, right. where Tom, you definitely need to visit so we can go get that tripe one day. My mom is a member of the Cape Ann Museum. She has offered to take me. She's a big fan of it. I would definitely go to the, that museum. And Steve, uh, Steve uh, my mother, uh, my own mother in the 1990s from like 90, maybe 97 to like 2002 lived in Gloucester. Mm-hmm. 
close, kind of close to where that park was, where Sally played, where the yellow submarine shop is. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Ellis. Thank you for your little words. <laughs> I just Validation. want you to know that I'm listening to you. That's how I tell you. The question, name something that Tom Shattuck has said recently that you don't believe for $500, Alex. Tom, are you really trying to convince people that you don't know what a pomegranate is? You said that you weren't familiar <laughs> of what a pomegranate is? I mean, what's next? You're going to tell people that you don't know what a banana is or an orange? I like bananas. I don't know, Tom. That, that's a hard one to, to sell on us. This Happy Dad seltzer, Steve, is banana flavored. I like them. I like bananas and strawberries. Steve's naming convention is all over the place, so I'm not quite sure. Sometimes it's anonymous. Sometimes he does the right naming convention. Nutella for food, food podcast. Um... So me and my baby brother, we had this um, disagreement about um, uh, biological men who get bottom surgery. I claim, and I've been I've been red pilled. I can't believe how how much I've been red pilled. But um, I claim that um, that down there, that's just a giant uh, gashing open wound. Yes, it is. And he and he claims no that. Uh, are, are everything so advanced that uh, it's actually you know it's not a, a it's vagina not. a working vagina it's an open wound <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to disgust everybody but you can go look on the internet and it's read no bueno. people's yeah no it's yeah. not a great thing no okay tom if we had to make a trade yes so that it would be equal for both sides would we trade lauren bobert for aoc <sighs> I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards that's a great trade for us. But would you make that trade? I would in a second. Are you kidding me? I think AOC is hotter than Lauren Bobert. AOC is a smashing beauty. She is a beauty in any room. She she's so beautiful. AOC. AOC or it's, Nancy Mace. AOC. Oh, Mace. I love Mace, obviously. A, but AOC is so Nancy Mace, newly single. Else. Oh, she is? I thought she was engaged. Did something happen? Yeah, they, they broke off the engagement. So wow. Something happened, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but AOC, the difference is Nancy Mace and the ones, who, who's the other one who looks like her, kind of? A, a, a Midwest governor somewhere. Who? Oh, um, South Dakota. Christy Noam. Noam, like him. Those women. Noam has crazy eyes, though. Those women, I like that. Those women are beautiful. But they're really trying hard to be beautiful. AOC is beautiful, but tries to suppress it. Mm -hmm. She's yeah, she is a, a uh, how would my friend Stokey say it? She is a thoroughbred. He would say, hmm. "Pig." All right, all right. Let me choose wisely here. Ready? This one's two minutes and fifty seconds long. This could be a Morgan hit. That's what this mm -hmm. could be. This could be a Morgan hit. It's a long one. If you attack me, Tom will play your message no matter how long it is. So absolutely, go for it. Absolutely. Hey there. Hey. hey so Morgan. working on Shatfield here. So we got Alice, of course. She's the mayor. She does <laughs> a good job. We're okay with that. Yeah. We all know she's a coke dealer. Correct. Driving around in her Maserati, blasting Taylor Swift. But as long as the town <laughs> operates, we're cool. Yep. Then we have um, Tom, of course. He's the local barfly. Um, his story. Everybody casts me as a local barfly. How come I get that? By the way, I like uh, Morgan's the gnat sound around him. Is he in the shower or is it raining? Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. I hope he's in the shower. <laughs> his story arc, he won the lottery 10 years ago uh -huh. and then got swindled in an internet scam and so now he cries in his beer mm -hmm. at the local pub and you know he's hammered when he's blasting um oh that song what uh what is that song matthew sweet when oh, that's ha, ha. blasting at the pub you know he's he's on one so there's tom hold on one second uh, morgan stay right there james james a I'm sure James An is deep in a video game. Anson! Cyril! 
dog. I know, wants to go out. Do you want me to go? No, I don't want you to go. This is a Morgan's creative okay. work here. Hold on. Let me see if I can get him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Pepper always chooses the best times to go out. Often I feel because Tom feeds her inappropriate foods. I think that that contributes to her needing to go to the bathroom more often than a normal dog. James, video call. Let's see if he answers this. I don't think he's on. See, he had made a pizza for himself, so he may not be in there. He may not be by his device? Yeah. You know who's definitely on his device is Anson. Will he answer? Probably. Anson can do it. Anson! Okay, no James. No James. Okay, I'm going to call Anson. Sorry. I could have just gone, you know. July 28th, would that be the last time I called him? I don't know when the last time you called no him. No answer, it's got to be a different Anson then. <laughs> How many Ansons do you know? Use Facebook Messenger, that's what I always use. I am. Okay. Sorry, guys. I don't know. Do you, Are you sure you don't want me to just well, go? Well, yes, you're, you're in these. Okay. Then it's important that I stay here. You want me to go? It's live radio, everybody. Fine. Fine. Let's just keep okay. going. <sighs> okay. Obviously, Justin is the barkeep, so that's where you go for all the gossip. Justin's at the bar. Love Tim it. is the mailman, of course. Um, he's using that to follow his true passion in life, which is birding. Yes, that's, that's true. why our mail never shows up on time because yep. he's chasing birds around. We got Stephen Gloucester, the Italian. He's in quote unquote waste management. Here we go. Nice <laughs> pigeonholing. Tommy New Hampshire, he runs the store. It's an old school store, it's an all in one. Oh. So you have your guns, ammo, whiskey, nice. you know, wood splitters you can rent, groceries, gas. Also, he wears an American flag bandana and chain smokes cigarettes. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> Fritz, he's at the junkyard. He that takes all of our parts and builds semiconductors waiting for doomsday. Good man, Fred. Trish has the candle store, which is actually a whorehouse. What? Mike Montante. Distancing myself from that. Let's see. What did I have him down as? Oh, he's a <laughs> di- disgraced high school football coach. Yeah. He was caught um, yeah. throwing games in order to win bets. There is a good chance that is true, by the way. Uh, Steven Merrimack, he's the local DJ All right. at W-B-I-G-G-O-T. What? And then- Bigot? Stephen Merrimack is not a bigot. Else? No, definitely Certainly not. not. Certainly not. I don't like Steve's job in this. Steve is supposed to be the barkeep, right? He was the was supposed to own the bar, I think. Yeah. And of course, me. Yeah. I am the village drunk. All right. I'm on the corner yelling about chemtrails, <laughs> That's 5G, not stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But people kind of dig me because when real crazy people come into town, I out crazy them, run them off. Here we and go. I'll, I'll update the list Run next them week. Off. But, uh, yeah, what a wonderful dream, Justin. Love it. Peace. Who knew Justin's dream was so impactful? I know. It's really spoken to people. Maybe people, we need to start a town. People it's needed like Galt's this. Gulch. Anyway, um, thank you so much, everybody, for the great calls, as usual. Chat Chat has just been on fire lately. Excellent work from everybody. Appreciate it so much. Um if you want to join us on the other side for our Patreon, there's some bonus content. We also live stream to the Patreon people. Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Of course, the main show is always free, burnbarrelpodcast.com, YouTube, Rumble, etc. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.